Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Christmas is an, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's the most celebrated event in the world. But you cannot, there's a secret word in Christmas. It's called miracles. Every time we celebrate Christmas, we are celebrating miracles. Let me just show you, give you a couple of definitions of what the Bible or the Word of God says is a miracle. A miracle is something that will not happen without God's creative power. A miracle is God's creative power on display. Miracles are not reasonable, logical, natural, but supernatural, outrageous workings of God. The Lord's super, a miracle is God's supernatural intervention when darkness gives way to light. A miracle is the capacity and the ability and the power to understand and live in the light of God's word. You'll have to go online to get all of them. See, we, when we start talking about Christmas, Christmas always started with barrenness. See, when we look at the lineage of Jesus, Sarah is in the lineage of Jesus. She was barren. Rebecca was barren. Hannah was barren. And when you start looking at the story of Christmas, it starts off with a barren woman. Her name is Elizabeth. Her husband is a pastor of a church. She's advanced in age, has given up on childbirth, and God says, I'm starting Christmas. I'm starting the Christmas story. And he comes to her and he says, you're going to have a child. And the child has a destiny to proclaim the same miracle. You're going to learn this. So the child becomes a voice and a voice to Jesus. In the same narrative, God says it's time to, for the curse to be reversed in every person's life in all around the globe. So when we start talking about Christmas, it is the reversal of what Adam and Eve produced. So it's a reversal on your health. It's a reversal on your mental, spiritual, physical. It's a reversal of every negative relationship. So when we start talking about Christmas, God says, I am reversing the curse. Everything in your life that is going, digressing backwards is going to go forward. So, so we've got, we got Elizabeth comes in. She gives birth. Then, think about this, the outrageousness of a miracle. He comes to a, a young woman. Historians tell us that she was between 14 to 16 years old. She's, a, she's brought up in a godly home. He comes to her and he says this, Mary, I've picked you. And I want you to notice something about this story. We don't hear her background. We don't hear that she was a great prayer warrior. 
We don't hear that she could, she, you know, that she knew the Torah, that she did all of that. It is that God turns up and he picks someone. He picks somebody that's unknown. He picks somebody without a pedigree. He picks a nobody. But you understand something. When a seed of God goes into a nobody, they become an eternal somebody. That's pretty good. I like that. So he comes to Mary. And she says, and you just watch the language of this now. She comes to Mary, your favorite. You're going to birth God. You're not just going to have a baby. Now, just think, how outrageous is that? I mean, it's great narrative for a science fiction horror movie. Think about this. How outrageous is that? He picks Mary out, and, he, and she goes, excuse me, how can I get pregnant when I haven't got a seed in me? How can this miracle form with, within me there is no seed. The word of God is the seed. Words are seeds. So Mary gives us this narrative. She goes, I can't get pregnant. If you look inside of me, there is no seed. But then, watch this. I haven't got a natural seed that means I haven't got a human ability to produce a baby. I need someone else. Now, she's alone. See, sometimes when we think we need a miracle, who can I get to pray for me? Where can I go? What do I need to do? I need somebody to help me. But see, Christmas is about if you're alone, there's hope. So she goes, I, I don't know anybody to help. But he goes this, I'm going to give you something that cannot be reversed, and it's called my word. And he, and he spoke. And what did she do? She received the word. And guess what? A spiritual word entered a human body, and the word became flesh. What does that tell you? is that spiritual words manifest in the natural by the power of agreement. Think about this. See, you open up your Bible and you think it's only words. It's seeds. And when a seed goes into the womb of the heart and there comes an agreement, the word is manifest in the flesh. I take the word of peace and it comes into my reality. I am sick. I take the word. It manifests physically. I am in need and I believe for, I take the word of finance and I get finance. So what we have here is that Christmas represents, I am going to make the invisible visible. I am going to make the supernatural a reality. And there is a verse that starts this off. I want to just, so we, we talked about Sarah. Now watch this. In Luke 2.17, sorry, Luke 2.7, he says this. And when it was time to give birth, she gave birth to her firstborn. This is now talking about Mary. A son. 
She wrapped him up in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room or there was no guest house room available for them. Other treasures, there was no room. So therefore, a miracle is about to happen, but there's no room. I'm believing for a miracle, but there's no room. But the word, watch this, as, as, I, as God has already put it over us this morning, is God's declared that God always makes room. God always makes room. Sorry, you cannot have a miracle. God says, that's it, move away from the cannot. I've opened up something else. Wow. So some of you have been going and believing for your miracle and there's been no room. There's no room for you. There's no room for you in that job. There's no room for you in that relationship. But God says just because the innkeeper says there is no room, it doesn't stop the pregnancy inside of you. It doesn't stop the miracle. And then they're found in a manger. Now watch this. That term, there is no room. Go to Genesis chapter 11, verse 30. And he says this about Sarah. Now, Sarai, this is before a name change. I want you to just work with me here. We're, gonna, we're not going to call her Sarah. We're going to call her how she was born originally. We're talking about a Sarah with an issue. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. I want you to just... Put this into your perspective here. She's married. God gave her a promise, but she's barren. So God gives barren people promises that their physical bodies cannot contain. Just, just Whatever you don't qualify for, you get a word of qualification for. So he, he, he comes, and Sarah, Sarah goes, I have a dream, but I have no capacity. But I want to understand something, that the promise of God is attracted to barrenness. Because Christmas is all about reversal. Now, let's take this a little deeper. It was not only that she couldn't have a baby, but... When we think about the Christmas story, it's been westernized. Do you realize that the Christmas story becomes more commercial every single year? Do you realize now the advertising companies have already started advertising for 223? Why? Because they're reinventing it. We've got to get you to spend more. So when we look at the Christian story, we look at it through Western eyes, but it's a Jewish story. And when we look at it in the context, and I just want to show how powerful this is. See, why would there be a waste of words? The term is this, right? She was barren. That is enough. Excuse me? There is no explanation needed. So when somebody says you're barren, you don't need to add any extra words. But the Holy Spirit added another phrase. She had no child. She had no child is a term for I do not even have a womb for the seed to go. 
Think about this. She's in the lineage of Jesus. God's designed her. Not only can she not fall pregnant, but the seed cannot find a resting place. Okay? Just, just See, this is in your lineage. If you, when you understand this, this is your heritage. This is what's available. So Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, find a woman. Her name is Sarai. And she has a husband that has a seed. But she can't. Can you imagine the frustration? Uh, uh, look, uh, I'm a man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I got a medical proof. To, uh. um, I would, it would be absolute stupidity for me to say to a woman, I understand what it's like that you haven't got a womb and you cannot have a child. To me, I can only imagine what's happening. See, she's living in a society where you're judged by how many kids you get. If the Fabianic family were back in Abraham's time, we would have been wealthy. We had 11 kids. My dad would have had a great reputation. But here she is. Now, listen to this. She can come to church. She can hear the messages. She can sing the songs. She can read the books. But everything she reads hits a barrier because the womb is not there and deflects. How many of you have ever felt that you're giving but it's coming back to you? How many of you ever felt that there's this bronze wall above you you keep hitting and coming back? So the word keeps coming. But he does, but he keeps going. She goes, Sarah did not have a womb. But watch this. The promise of God comes to her, Sarah, you are going to have a child, and your husband is going to be the father of nations, but wait for it. And because of your seed, your husband becomes a father of nations. And because he becomes a father of nations, every family on the globe will be blessed by what I am about to do. So therefore, watch this. Every miracle in your life is not just meant for you, but it's meant to bless the globe. Now, so what does he, how does he start this miracle? He goes to Sarai and Abram, and he says, I need to do something. I need your name, your identity, to reflect your destiny. Let me repeat that again. He says, Sarai, I'm going to change your name so that your identity reflects your destiny. Do you realize if you want to know your destiny, you've got to know who you are? Most of us, this people go to job to find their identity. No, you never go there. It's the opposite way around. It's who you are that defines your identity. 
And what we've done is reverse it. We have so much books and so much theology on, you know, your destiny, your destiny. Listen to this. Even if you find your destiny, but you don't know who you are, you sabotage it. That is why. Have you ever thought why successful people do stupid things? I have. Why do amazing, successful, rich, famous people do stupid things that takes them backwards? Let me, I'll, I'll, would you like to know how? Who would like to know why? Who doesn't want to know? Who in the crowd is really successful and you're about to do that and you don't want to know? Watch this. Is when your identity doesn't realize what they have, you go back to this. You will always go back, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So God blesses you and you keep going backwards. Now watch this. So he goes to Sarai. He goes to Abram. And he goes, I'm going to change your name. I'm going to change your name. I'm going to make room for my blessing. See, a name change is I'm going to make a room so that I can bless you. See, Sarah came, there is nothing medically, there's nothing humanly possible. I haven't got a womb. So what does he do? He changes his name to Sarai, and he, Abram to Abraham. And you know how he changes it? He inserts one single letter into her name. He doesn't completely rub her name out. He goes, Sarah, there's only one Thing you're missing. You know what? I love that because most of us think that I need to do 4,500 steps so I can be successful. How many of you read those books? After you've gone to the end, you forgot what the first step is. Right? Then you read and you go, oh. But he goes, Sarah, you're only just missing one thing. Abraham, your name is only missing one thing. And you know what he does? This, this is the amazing thing about this. He says, I'm going to insert one letter. It's the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The first time this letter is mentioned is in the breath of God that represents God's creative power to do the impossible. It's the same letter we use for grace. We'll, we'll deal with it in a moment. He comes in and he introduces this one word. The word is hey. Hey. It's an easy word. That's the only word I know in Hebrew. Hey. It's an English word for hey. He introduces this word. And it is the power to produce a womb and a power to receive the seed. And the seed will produce an Isaac. And an Isaac is in the lineage of Jesus. So what you have, he introduces this word, and it's called the breath. Now, the word has so many meanings. The first is, here is, just appears. Out of nowhere, it comes. The second meaning is, here is seed for you. See, all you need is a womb God provides the seed. It means, listen to the last word. It means to be distributed. Oh. 
That means what God does in your life when you give a testimony, he gets distributed to somebody else over and over again. Wow. So what does that mean? The seed is eternal, everlasting. So what happens is this. He goes to Sarah. Sarah, I'm going to give you the word, and then the word's going to become pregnant, but then you have the privilege of sharing the same word to everybody else that's barren. And also, watch this. This word is used to represent power, strength, alertness. means to wake up. It represents the word. It represents grace. It represents ministry. It represents service. It represents the gospel. It represents fruitfulness. It represents going forth. It represents fast movement. It represents anointed prayers. And it represents protection. And guess what? This word goes into Sarah. And what does it do? It reverses her barrenness. How? With a miracle to produce a womb. So watch this. When God came, he didn't come to encourage her. Now, as your pastor, I believe in encouragement. But encouragement of God always leads to the productivity of God. So he comes to Sarah and he says, Sarah, I'm changing your name. What was he doing this? I am changing you biologically so that you can have a seed. So what does this tell you? It was the word of God, the invisible, the spoken, the hearable word of God that entered a natural situation and created a miracle. Wow. See, when we start talking about Christmas, it's just the one single letter that we produce it. Now, let's go further. It's what's interesting is this, is there's a, uh, in, in Israel, the country is run by having parties. You know, like we have a party once a year, right, for your birthday. If you haven't had anybody celebrate your birthday, give me a call, I'll take you out. But there's a, there's a festival that is in Israel. It's called the Feast of Trumpets. It is to celebrate a brand new year. And guess where that is the celebration when Sarah conceived. It becomes a brand new year. Isn't it interesting you go back to Bethlehem the birth of Jesus changed the way we view time. But then it gets even better. The next festival is the festival of coming out of Egypt, the Passover. Ooh, think about this. The celebration of his birth declares a brand new year. You know what that means? You're going to walk out of here today and your life is going to be brand new. We're going to declare a brand new year for you. That means the baggage, um, we're going to have to ring up the uh, place and we're going to find, uh, we've just left church and the place is full of baggage. Uh, yeah, they're cleaning up. The, the cleaners will come afterwards going, I've just sucked up some doubt. Well, I've just sucked up some despair. I just... 
So it leads there. Now, as we, as we come to a place of receiving, look at Hebrews 11. 11. It says, this, I love this version. It's the Aramaic Bible in plain English. That's because of me. Okay. <laughs> By faith, Sarah, who was sterile, received power to conceive seed. And she, who was not in the time of her years, gave birth. For she was sure that he who had promised her was faithful. I want you to know this. Is that God is here and he's going to, he has given you the power to receive. And because you have the power to receive, you have the power to reverse. I want to ask you a question. I'd like the worship team to come up because we, we, I can't leave this message without ministering. You, you, you're not, God told me you're not allowed to leave here with your baggage. Um, there are going to be two angels at the door and there's going to be baggage checkers. Right? And you know like when you go into an airport, they screen your baggage? Right? That's what's happening right now. Is that God wants you to move on, but um, you can't move on with your baggage. So here's the key. What, what are we celebrating Christmas? We're celebrating that God has come and he's given you the power to receive a supernatural seed. Now, let, let me just share something so that is really simple that it's missed. I, I, I'm not a doctor, okay? I'm definitely not. But what I do know with, that I've found out when... When, when my seed went into Sylvae, it was the seed that did the work. My job was done. I, I know, so if you're young, you don't know what I'm talking about, talk to your mum and dad. <laughs> but do, do you, know what, you know what was happening? Is that the moment Sylvae received my seed, I stopped praying for a baby. I stopped. I, I didn't go, please, please, please do your job. Please. Ted, Ted, little seed, do your Ted thing. Grow. Please, come on, come on. Let me sing to you. Oh, seed, come. <laughs> now, do you know what? Sylvie and I went into a state of rest is because the seed was accepted. And when the seed is accepted, the power of the seed makes it happen. So that's where the grace comes in. Do you realize that that word number five or the fifth letter in the Hebrew language represents grace? The law came by Moses, but grace came by Jesus. So let me ask you a question this morning before we pray. Is what area in your life do you need to receive the seed? I, I, listen to me carefully. I'm not asking you whether you deserve it. I'm not asking whether, whether you, you can handle it. We're just talking about this, making some room. What I love about what we had with Sarah, she couldn't receive because she didn't have the room. She needed healing. You know what I'm believing for? Do you know what stops the seed coming in? It's this one word called disappointment. 
I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. Slam the door. I believe today God's going to lift up disappointments so that you can receive a seed. I believe today there are seeds of healing here. There are, there are seeds of peace. There are seeds of prosperity. There is every seed imaginable. Outrageous seed. But most of all, there's this one seed. It's called the seed of salvation. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful seed. Do you know what? You know why it's a beautiful seed? It's because that's what Mary gave birth to. She gave birth to this seed called Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the reverser of the keys uh, of the curse, Jesus the, the remover of the sin stain. You see what what opens up an empty womb is this one word called salvation. See Christmas. We celebrate Christmas, but Christmas has a voice. And the voice of Christmas says, look ahead. What am I looking to? I am looking to the Passover. See, the seed starts, we're celebrating a brand new year. But then in between, how do we have a brand new year? How do we leave the baggage of one to move to the other? And Christmas, it's like Isaac. Isaac comes in, hey, I'm representing something. I am here to open up your womb. And you open up your womb, you open up yourself by going, Jesus, I can't do this. There's nothing inside of me. There is nothing I can do to remove this pain. There's nothing I can do to remove the guilt. There's nothing I can do to remove all the shame, the regret. And God says, that's good. That's good. Because let my seed do it. Let my seed do it. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, today, God has given you the power to receive the greatest seed of all. And that is the gift of salvation. I know that people are going to be watching online and if you're online. But people say, well, how do I do this? What did Mary do? Mary said, I am going to receive the impossible. What you do? Allow the Holy Spirit to do something for you right now. The moment you were born, you were designed to accept and live in the impossible. People say, well, can you prove that? If you have a look at the lineage of Jesus, he was breaking impossibilities, impossibilities, impossibilities. See, when we look at our heritage, our heritage is designed to remove the impossible, to speak the unspeakable, to believe the unbelievable. That's our heritage. Sarah, the mother of our faith, is calling out to you right now. And he goes, look at me. I came to Jesus. I came to Him. I was so barren. I didn't even have room. I didn't even have a womb. But I am a mother of nations. And she says, this is your lineage. This is your heritage. God didn't do it for me. What was one of the words? It's meant to be spread on. And here she is, all of heaven is saying, let's spread the seed of salvation on. So if you're, if you're here today, if you're watching online and you go, wow, I, I want in on this. This is how you do it. What did, what did Mother Mary just say? According to your word, I receive the seed and let the seed do its work. 
And the way we do that is we come to Jesus. We come to the next celebration, which is the Passover, where Jesus was crucified, where he gave us a gift. And he goes, if you believe in me, if you take your heart and you put it on me and you go, wow, I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again. I now receive you as my Lord and Savior. That seed goes into you and the brand new year starts for your life. And then second tier, what are you struggling with right now? Hey, what's one part of your life you can't make work? It could be a relationship. I'm going from relationship to relationship to relationship. Hey, I'm stuck at a dead-end job. I cannot seem to move from this tier. Hey, you, you could be going from hospital to hospital. And, and that's, isn't that hard? Isn't it hard when every doctor you see, it gets from bad to worse? Hey, some of you might be really struggling with financial debt. And you're going, I cannot pay this loan down. I, I am all, whatever it is. Uh, uh, this is the good news of Christmas. There's a seed for every barrenness. There's a seed for you. Uh, as, as, as your friend and as your pastor, please don't leave the house barren. Receive the seed. I wonder if you'd all stand up with me. Come, let's, let, let, let's put this into action. I want you to, let's, let's do this as a house and all those watching. Let's receive the salvation seed. Father, I come to you right now. If, you, if, you, if you're not born again, if you wanted to just repeat these words after me, Father, I thank you for the seed and his name is Jesus. I thank you that he died for me in my place and took all of my sin, all of my selfishness. He took it all. And he died for me, spirit, soul, and body, every part of me. And I believe that when he was on the cross, he paid the full plenty. And I believe that when they put him in the grave, he rose again. And now by faith, is, is my heritage because of Sarai. I now receive you as my Lord and Saviour. Come into me and do what you do. Let the seed take over in Jesus' name. Now, I believe there's an anointing here. If you are barren in any area, you don't need to tell me. Because see, I, I'm not putting the seed into you. I, I'm just showing you what's available. But you have the faith. What I want you to do, I want you just to lift up your hand. He says, I'm here to receive seed. Come on. We're going to pray because the Spirit of God is here. God gave me a promise that said that I am going to go into people's situations and they're not going to be barren anymore. So whatever you are struggling, if it's your health, I need a health seed. If you're peace, I need a peace seed. Whatever it is, Father, right now you see these hands, Father. And by the authority that is in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the authority that is in the name of Jesus Christ, the authority that is in the name of the heaven. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, let the seed come in. Father, right now, 
I by faith receive the seed. Just right, right now, just, just say it out aloud. I receive the seed. I receive the seed. It's mine. It belongs to me. It is. I receive the gift of Christmas, which is a seed to reverse every bitterness, every shame, every condemnation, every sickness, every lack. This is my heritage. This is my gift. And I receive my gift. And now, now, now part two. Part two. Let the seed do the work. Husbands, do not lord it over your wife. You're not the seed. You're going, to be, you're going to eat the seed. Come on. Wives do the same. Kids do the same. Self-effort slows the seed down. Grace-effort accelerates it. So what we want to do in the new year, we are going to rest and let the seed do the work. So what we're going to do is we're going to hand it over to Seth. But what this, I want you to give the seed, the seed, the Word of God. His name is Jesus. I want you to give Him the best Christmas worship, the best Christmas praise for 30 seconds, only 30. You can do the rest in your, in your car, at home and all of that, right? So are you ready? You guys ready? Come on, let's give Jesus a gift of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.